Hey there, thanks for listening to Sexploration with Monica. I'm going to be heading over to the Alcazar Theater in just a few moments for the first day of Too Much Woman and the freaking fiesta tonight. You can still buy your tickets on Eventbrite. Also, you could buy just a ticket for tomorrow's workshops at the General Assembly SF. It's 225 Bush Street between Montgomery and Sansom. Let's jump into the time machine and hear what Lucia has planned for our sensational and empowering pleasure positive day today. This is sex. Everyone gets what they want. This is sexploration. Explore. Play. This is Sexploration with Monica. Sex is proof that God loves us and wants us to have fun. Sexploration with Monica at sexplorationwithmonica.com. My name is Paul Brumbaugh, and you're on The Edge. Hi there. This is a special co-production of The Edge of Insanity with Sexploration with Monica. I'm Monica Thomas, and today I'm excited to share pleasure educator Lucia Pavone and Isaac the Girl. And we are going to be talking about an event coming up in San Francisco June 8th and June 9th. It's called Too Much Woman. For the women who have ever been called too much, too big, too loud, too opinionated, too sensitive, too much. And there's so much that women are constantly a little bit of nitpicking here and there. And it really adds up. It's like a microaggression. So we're going to really start talking about like how women can be empowered. And we've got also Brandon Ray is joining us. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much yeah, for no problem. coming on Sexploration with Monica and the Edge of Insanity. It's yeah. exciting today. It is great. I, I enjoy having you two ladies back. It's been about a month ago, right? Yeah. Lucia and, and Monica. It's been about August a month. Seven. And there just wasn't no, enough. April. 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 We just didn't have enough time. There's yeah. not enough time. And we can always talk about sex. We can. I can. <laughs> I do. There's I so do. much to say. I do. There's so much to say. All the time. If you want commitment, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm committed I'm to com- talking about committed pleasure. The cause. Yeah. the cause. I'm taking one for the grand team. The grand team. Well, You're it makes the world better. The like the more women who can talk about sex in an empowered way, the better the world will be. Yeah. The more we, women can own their sexuality, can like feel good in their bodies, can be empowered around talking about sex, either with their partners or just identifying who they are. Like not being afraid to be a lesbian, not being afraid to be bisexual, not being afraid to be queer or whatever. Or talk delicious, to your friends for that matter flavor of the rainbow you are exactly exactly yeah putting you know the authentic uh, yeah and putting even just the general terms on the table something that has always been at least since i've been a young from young childhood to now like words the basic vocabulary around human sexuality making those accessible on the table, not like something that you only talk about in private. Right. And that's really important. Not shifting having to the narrative. whisper. Not having to whisper. Vulva. And didn't that all kind of start with a... Down there. Right? Asoko. I know. It's like that around the world. Didn't that all kind of start with like the the stigma around sex and housewives in the 50s and, no. and women kind I mean, of knowing the their places days, before that? Was Wait, way let's go before back that. a few thousands of years. I mean, okay. I don't know when <laughs> we've had thousands really of years. Okay. and liberated female sexuality. I mean, was it, you know, back in the day 
days of the sacred courtesan. And also history doesn't really talk about it. No, it doesn't. You know? I it mean, doesn't really like, oh, yeah, you know, there was a time there was a there was an empowered sexuality. <laughs> you can see that through like art, music and writings. It was sexuality has always been hidden. Pleasure has always been hidden in these beautiful f- art forms. Mm-hmm. And that's why when I talk about being a pleasure, a pleasure mm-hmm. instigator, it's like you can truly uh, see the pieces of how this is intended to be. It's intended to be something that's talked about pleasurably. It's intended to be something that's ritualized. It's intended to be something that is so honored in our culture. And without recognizing that, it's like we're, we're rewrite, we're actually rewriting the story over and over again. Mm-hmm. It's like this rise and fall of the feminine essence is coming back and forth. This is not what we're talking about is not new, Monica. It's just absolutely, it, it's just one of these things where we're still calling it taboo. So my intention in this lifetime is to Amen, make it sister. not fucking taboo anymore. <laughs> okay. I want to be able to say right. pussy. I want to be able to say pleasure, clitoris. I want to at cock, least be able to love, say vulva on the vulva radio. Vulva on the radio. Vulva. Vulva. It kind of just rolls off your tongue. Right. It kind of does. Isaac and I were talking about, you know, she, we talk about lipstick shades and there's like uh, people who match their lipstick shades to the colors of oh, their vulva. vulva folds. It's like the perfect shade or oh, their or their coffee sense. cup I'm uh, sorry true. I'm just looking at someone's coffee cup from across the room I just I just kept oh, eyeing your has cup vulva yes, on the coffee like cup or yes. labia yeah or labia yeah, so let's see yeah. wait come closer oh, come to the closer to come the closer to the microphone darling yonibeauty.com okay. I don't know who they are but it sounds pretty amazing and you're all like oh my god there's so many vulva on that sticker I have to put it on my coffee mug and they're they're actually quite accurate they're not just like represent I mean look at this there's and they're also also shapes and sizes and there's not a there's, there's a beautiful diversity on your yeah, coffee mug is. right there's now like, so basically you can say women are snowflakes they are they all have oh. unique vulva i mean although there's not any shortage of uniqueness among the human population we're all snowflakes yeah vulvas sure. are like you fingerprints know? yeah yeah I, I would have to agree or fingerprints or something snowflakes. i don't think they're gonna use it to ideas anytime no. soon for crimes oh but. no please no <laughs> That's not cool. Oh, God. I'm sorry. I'm just here to point out the, the oblivious. I've been watching too no much idea. The Handmaid's Tale lately. Oh, no. And so I'm a little, like, shell-shocked about the neocons. And, like, some of it is so real. And it's just so terrifying that we're going to get our rights taken away. And, like, oh, God, if there's any... I mean, we already live in rape culture. And to have it institutionalized even more, it's just... Ugh. I mean, it's it, bad enough with ICE. The immigration police right. are very very rapey. One of the things that we just don't talk about is how much sexual assault is going on in the ICE facilities. And it's just... Really? I didn't realize that that's... Absolutely. They don't have power. They don't have a voice. And they're just, you know, they're just being, they, you know, they're being assaulted. And it's, and, you know, the breaking of the families and then the assault. Yeah, all the stuff we really know. So much. A cavalcade of horror that we are inflicting upon human beings. And why? Because they're refugees? It's just completely unfair. Well, yeah. I mean, we all are refugees in some way. Unless we're indigenous. Unless we're indigenous Americans. Well, we will be once the climate changes. Oh, well, yeah. You know, I need the, the wall he's trying to build, I think it's really not to keep them out. It's to keep us from leaving. It's not. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm just throwing that out there. Oh, uh, our 
president. Yeah. We're going to change it. Yeah. Yeah. Insanity this morning. <laughs> this is good. I this know. He, good he shot the tariffs. Let's get off the politics and back onto bodies. Yeah. Let's get on onto bodies. To and women's woman empowerment. And women's empowerment. So um, tell us about some of the guests that we have coming up on the show. Uh, Lucia. The guest at, for too much woman or mm-hmm. today or today. Oh, well, I mean, actually, today would be great. Great. So let's so shortly we're going to have Elise Apostolis and she is the owner of Steel and Grace in Santa Cruz, California. She's also a certified S Factor instructor. If you don't know, Sheila Kelly's S Factor. She started this whole movement around women's embodiment. And I know there's a, for a long time, it was a keep your kid off the pole, but. What does the S stand for? S, that's a great question. Sensuality? I think you should actually ask Elise that because she can tell you the whole explanation. Okay. I do know, but it's a great question for her. Okay. And I have taken S Factor myself, I've gotten up on the pole. And it is fun. I have it to say, it is so hard so to do the pole workout. Like, it oh is, my god, it's, the it's upper a arm challenge. Strength. But before oh. you even get up in the pole, you're embodying the archetypes of feminine, sacred feminine, sacred yeah. feminine mm-hmm. and like there's so many ways to go with it and slowing it down, slowing it down and like how can and, I make this more and, graceful? You know, I think people think, you know, this is, we talked about this, I think in the last show, we're either like the virgin or the whore, right? right. And so what S factor did for me personally, when I've taken classes is it allowed for me to express the range mm. of emotionality and, and physical being. So whether it was like this you know, mm, yummy, sexy, or like <laughs> sweet braids and pigtail, whatever and the, whatever and, for right. myself though, for myself, the older, and not the for younger, somebody mm, else, you know, right. it's for my own physical embodiment, just like our other guests, which Isaac Frank, Isaac, the girl, AKA the curl nerd. She supports people to really under, she's, what does she call herself? <laughs> A people groomer. She's a holistic people groomer. Oftentimes, you know, in our culture, people are told that they have to be a certain way and gender is like only one way or another. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to talking more about that because it's so fraught. And like all the beauty products that we are told that we should use are not good enough if we don't use them. Right. They're toxic. They're toxic. And you're putting coal tar on your face. And like, and a lot of the beauty products from the, like the turn of the century, I mean, people were putting jet fuel on their skin and being like, oh, I wonder why I'm getting cancer. Weird. (laughs) Okay. But so as from a guy's perspective, what about the stuff that uh, Gwyneth Paltrow is doing on online? Oh, Paltrow. Peltro, sorry. I have no idea what she's doing. I do. I know all about this stuff, actually. This is kind of what I do. So... Come a little so closer, darling. Isaac. You, this is the voice of Isaac. Hi, I'm Isaac the girl. Hi, Hi. Isaac the girl. Hi. <laughs> nice to meet you. So I am in the evil, evil industry of beauty. Right. And... It's- it uh, can be quite toxic. It can be, and it doesn't have to be. It's right. like that's the thing that's so clean disgusting nice. in this situation. Yeah. It's actually not hard to make clean beauty. Right. The right. EU has great regulations about this. We have just ha, ha. failed to use their longitudinal yeah. testing effectively and to ban the now I think it's up to thirty four hundred chemicals that we use commonly really? in products. Wow, thirty four hundred. Wow. It yeah. keeps upping every year. Phthalates and oh, dude. It's so so bad. It's so bad. And here, you know, especially, you know, we're slathering these things on our teenage girls. When their skin's changing, you send a little girl to the 
doctor to she has acne and they give her they give her even just these soaps Accutane is the extreme but even just in soaps they're using phthalates which are changing their hormone we're talking about different things right okay. so Accutane is a super extreme chemical that's mm-hmm. one thing but even just in like the most basic well, so, even the colorings. Okay, so even the colorings. Aren't we on like red dye number thirty nine? What happened to everybody that was you know used red dye number thirty eight and down? Are they dead and gone, or what's going on? I mean, th- it's hard to say. There's no oversight in this country, so we don't really have that. Information. We are the guinea pigs, aren't we? Because sure. there's no animal testing, so let's just do it on the humans. It's female testing. It's is female. What it is. That is We've not. We foisted right. on our women and children. And the pink tax. It's always expensive. More expensive for women and their beauty supply products. And then everything is a luxury. So it's the import taxes are higher for women. Even what like tampons are a luxury, and it's just how luxurious. I know. It's so <laughs> oh, wonderful. Wow. Thank you, you for making on that. More I believe expensive. California has legislation going in right now. Let me look at. Up, ending the female the menstruation, pink the pink tax is right. going away soon nice. for menstrual products in California, potentially. And the other thing I wanted to add on to what Isaac the Girl said was not only on the outside beauty, for people who are aware around their sexual health, the things that were actually putting, putting, in putting your into vagina. our vagina, yes. including like things to make you smell better I or know. what is that? Or douches. Yeah. Or even so our lubrications that like, mm-hmm. you know, or condoms that are mm-hmm. just horrible in some instances. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying I, I advocate safer sex and using protection, but there are different ways to do it and there are safer condoms out there these days and safer lubrications and safer products herbal organic products because you know that's one of the most porous like it takes in everything it's a very membranous it is and so you have to be aware about what you're putting inside of your body and it's inside and out this is such a great topic today Mm -hmm. I know (laughs) talking about pussy health it's so important and there's so many like better ways to go about what you're putting inside of you and even just the glycerin, you know, what are those flavored lubes? Those give you yeast infections if you don't read the directions, you know, so you have to use them in a particular way. There's always something more to learn about what to pleasure and how to be healthy. And so you have, to, you have to be self-aware, but you also have to be aware for your partner, right? Because aren't you watching each other's back and front and everything else Absolutely. too, right? Because, you know, especially chemicals if, off of his wing. Right. And, and, and if you're kind of in the neighborhood down there, you might want to go, hey. Right. <laughs> you might want to hit this side. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just talking from a guy's side. What is it? Uh, Mike Myers talks about always getting that undercarriage. So, you know, you just well, as a guy, you've got to make sure you do it. And even, George, I, I'm always taking things from the comic side. What I'm sorry. I would, no, no, no. But, just what I would advocate for men is maybe not so much the Axe body wash. Right. Because oh, that Lord. is like oh, that so stuff will kill you, right? of neurotoxins and it's overly fragranced and like literally... Can you imagine being a woman and having to lick axe uh, body wash off of something? Yeah. You'd probably rather it's lick a real good. axe. It's not. Right? I would rather lick a <laughs> real, real axe. axe. I would. 
Yeah, no, it's scary because that stuff is toxic. When you even smell that stuff in the air, let alone on someone's body. But then you have to get right up there. It's so not sexy. I mean, I know that you're trying to be sexy. We're not going to shame you if you use Axe. We just want you to know. I just want to say that maybe there's better things for you to buy. Totally. I'm like, and we're not nothing against Axe. I was like, but sure, I totally agree with Monica. Please, if you're, if we're going to go down on your cock, please, please don't put access. And yeah, here's a public, here's a PSA for my brothers out there. Here's a PSA for my brothers out there. Remember what girls do. They actually take one little dab of perfume and put it behind their ears. Mm -hmm. I don't. Right. Or something like that. But if you ever see guys, but but if you ever see guys with Axe cologne, they're like, I'm going to get laid tonight. All over their body, thinking they better get an extra spray down there because somebody might be down there and they might have to smell something and they'd rather smell my. The but axe the than my axe. Issue that we're talking about, which is actually self hate, right? Because it's is right. It? My body yes. doesn't yeah. smell right. I right. need to change the way I oh, smell. Somebody's going to be down there even fucking worse, oh. right? So, like, I really need to change who I am. And that's the thing. Like, men and women, we're trained together. We both have these fucked up body images that are like, right. we're not and good it's enough. Kind we're of a stinky. Consumer thing, we're right? gross. Mm-hmm. We, like, need to be different than who we are. And it mm-hmm. is a consumer thing. It- and it's killing our bodies. Isn't the sexiest thing the pheromones? Yeah, I was going to say, Absolutely. Paul, it's like... Your real smell. Right? At, you know, when we... Um, it's how we we find connection with other people when we are in tune with with how the they essence are. of each how other... We want to lick them and when drink them like in when and turn, like... Get turned on. Okay. Yeah, it's different. It's but I don't see society getting to the point of where people greet each other like dogs. Bullshit! Uh, really? That's, that's, I'm not gonna, we we're are mammals. We are we're mammals. Here. I want to give you a rear end. Too late, bitch. You know what? It's been done. It's just done. It's done discreetly, Paul. This is. We have to remember we are mammals. We're okay, mammals. Okay. So we. we all right. Everybody's all right in this room. Everybody's clean. Everybody's, everybody's good. Nothing but yeah. mammals. So we smell good in here. Like they do on the Discovery Channel. <laughs> Uh, say it again now. And we do we do it like they do it on the Discovery Channel, right? Like you know, in a few seconds, if you like the way really someone smells, right? Vibing with someone, you hug them, you can tell. Mm-hmm. Bees you know, do it, birds do it. Kissing, they really do. Actually, the kissing thing that we do is kind of unique among humans. And what we're doing is we're getting our noses and faces into. You notice how we kiss right here beneath the earlobes. That's a pheromone spot. Mm. You have a VNO. Vaso nasal organ, DNO, it's what we use to smell pheromones mm-hmm. in your nose. And you can actually do a histo comparison. You're doing this subconsciously. We are all like figuring out whether or not we'll have healthy babies by doing this histo comparison with each other's pheromones, but we're doing it on the subconscious level. It's very interesting. Mm-hmm. It, it is unique because it is, you never really kind of think of that until. We're here trying to mask it and cover it and exactly. do everything like, we can why? to get away from it. Like you said, it's it's and body it's so shaming. Sexy. It's like think about how when you're really making love to your partner, knowing what they smell like in particular, smelling that again when Okay, so when even when, you when embrace even them. when old couples have been together for like 90 years and the people die or someone dies and they go and in they to go take their clothes their out of sweater. They come out, they bring their clothes out it's of the like closet special. and then they're like, Oh my God, the love this that is they them. Feel that, yeah. The 90 years yeah. of love are in that smell. 
you know, yeah. and it's sacred. It's the way you smell is special. It's unique to you. And it's, it's transcending. Sacred. It will bring you back to a special time and place. And it's just like feeling. And as you are building arousal in the moment, things will start smelling and changing and shifting. And I've had partners they their mouth tastes like the inside of my pussy but they haven't been down on me they were just sucking on my nipples i don't know why that happened but it happened I'm like it's wow. coming out of your pores it's coming or out of my nipples mirroring. apparently sucking on my nipples which is crazy to me why would that taste like my pussy mm. like it's not the same bacteriological environment no but it, 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 the flora it, it's, and the fauna, it's, right? it's you darling it's a little bit of you so it's right. really it's not really maybe your pussy or vagina maybe it's just your essence that you're really tasting and that's kind of like your your fingerprint right we were just talking about your own personal fingerprint why can't you have that within your own pheromones you have your own mix I think right. you do. I think right. got, that's why we all do smell so individual and so different. And you know your lovers behind you because you can smell them. Okay, so them. I could definitely do a blind taste test with my girl. Mm-hmm, I could sure. definitely do a blind taste sure. test because if you put an in, it, 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 I would say this is no, this is Coca Cola, this isn't Pepsi. I would know right away. <laughs> so you would be able to tell the difference blindfolded. Between, right, yes. Yeah. Not, not that, that I'm that saying, not that happen. I'm, yeah, not that, that, that I'm inviting that to happen. <laughs> that would be a very compelling test. Yeah, that, not that I'm going to do I this. I mean, blind. I certainly would I, know. I mean, okay, if I right? had to, if I had to for science, but anyway, but what are going for? Science. Okay, so let's, let's talk about Research. this one more time. Tell us about the up and coming event, ladies. Too it's much too much woman. woman, okay? Tell us all about it. June 8th and 9th. June 8th and 9th. So. Too Much Woman is actually a global international movement that really sparked from one, many women, but one woman, her name is Gina Hatzitz, based out of Toronto, Canada. She had a video go viral on Goalcast. If you haven't seen Goalcast before, it's an online, like, uh, inspirational video on Facebook and YouTube. And she talked about being a dangerous woman, and she talks about being too much. And in our culture, oftentimes women are looked at as either too much or not enough, right? And in the gamut of all this, her spoken word piece really opened her and many people in the world to reaching over 26 million viewers and really helping them to reclaim that feminine potency and power of personal freedom. So Too Much Woman San Francisco is actually a conference. It's a panel and interactive workshop for ambitious women, spelled W-O-M-X-N, ready to explore their leadership outside the normal gender paradox. So on Saturday, June 8th at the Alcazar Theater, starting at 9 a.m. Oh, and how did people get tickets? Oh, people can get tickets. uh, Uh, I know you're on Eventbrite. Yes, Eventbrite, and they can come to www.bit.ly slash too much woman, T O O W O M A N S F. And you can go there and click on the link. And there's a range of ways that you can be part of it. You can be part of our Saturday event only. If you're all access pass, you can join in the fiesta, the freaking fiesta with live Latin inspired band. And then Sunday, the general assembly in San Francisco is hosting live workshops from 10 to 4 for 
everybody who has an access pass, and you can actually come just to the workshops as well at the General Assembly in downtown San Francisco, not too far from the Alcazar. So the workshops are really meant to cover pieces. Gina Hatsitsa will be doing a workshop called Finding the Spiritual G-Spot. Oh, I'm so excited about that I know, that it's so Your fun. G-Spot. I know. Ooh, that sounds good. It does. Juicy. And Elise uh, Apostolos, who will be here soon talking today, she'll be leading something around embodiment with S-Factor and, and movement. I'll be, of course, talking about the potency of really understanding your essential spark for the successful pieces of being a successful leader, whether it's an entrepreneur. And leaders are far, there's a far, big range. So I'm a mom. You can the be great, an introvert the great, and be a an leader, and right? be a leader uh, behind the scenes and be a leader. How can you embody these pieces? And when I talk about your sensual spark, I'm talking about using that juicy sensual energy, your life energy, sexual your life energy to like create, to be seen, to be heard, to share your vision and create communities. And then Dr. Abiola Oladoki, who is amazing and works with people around PTSD. She has a nonprofit helping veterans. She herself is Nigerian royalty who joined the Air Force. And I know she's got an incredible story. so fierce. Talk about a too much woman. I'll tell you, she is pretty amazing. And she will be leading a workshop as well. She'll be on our panel um, on Saturday. Other people, uh, Michelle Miao, former SF Pride president, Mm -hmm. will be our MC. Cindy Manet, who is an incredible community leader, We'll be DJing and part of our event, Maria Cardenas, who is founder of Chingona Goddesses Unidas. Just Say Azur will be opening up with Middle Eastern Turkish procession pieces. Kamala Leslie, who is incredible, also another sex educator and works around with women around empowering their pussies and jade egg practice will actually have uh, be dancing and doing some salsa and is or sa- I'm sorry, samba. Like uh, strengthening? Uh, you know, it, there's so pelvic floor strengthening. Pelvic floor strengthening and there's a lot more to that. <laughs> wait, wait. Isaac, the girl's laughing at this like it's smoke and mirrors because that's what the Gwyneth Paltrow thing, they have the little stone it goes inside. There's just so much more to talk about on this conversation, right? The jade egg or not the jade, the jade egg. Egg, the that's of it. The conversation. Okay. Right? Well, you can always just do your Kegels when you're peeing to strengthen uh, your. When you're, oh. Would you like to wait? Yeah. So, okay. so I I have a I have a viewpoint on personally. I think everybody should do what feels good always. I definitely have a viewpoint on the tight. I have a talk called the tight pussy myth, and I think we've been cultured oh, and no, conditioned about the Kegel. That's right, ladies. Put, it, bring your pussy to it, the there's gym. There's misconception around you know Ke- Dr. Kegel. The Kegels were meant for incontinence and had well, really yeah, nothing to do you with. You want to keep your pelvic floor strong. There's other your ways. Actually, the, the the best way to keep your pelvic floor strong is actually relaxing it and bringing blood flow to it, which it's totally different. It's like squats and pushing out. Being somebody who dumped my Kegels about 15 years ago, I do not do Kegels. I do something called pushouts, and there's so much more availability. First of all, I want to say I'm not a medical professional. I'm not a pelvic floor specialist, and I do know that these people who are, I think if you're doing Kegels and they work for you, keep doing them. And I think that we're also, it's been sensationalized because of this tight pussy myth and big cocks are better myth. And so we're being told that our pussies have to be tight, 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 and squeeze, squeeze, but we're walking around tight as fuck. 
as women are ready. We're like, imagine doing Kegels right now. Tense, it's yeah. tense. It's like you're tensing your body. <laughs> so isn't it just okay? Right, because your practice is more about being relaxed. It's being relaxed. And, and, and re- how can I relax more right. as I'm experiencing pleasure right. so I can sense more of what's Feel going on? More. So I can be more aware of the sensations on right. my body. And those those yeah. are the pieces. It's a really interesting and beautiful practice. It is. And it's, you know, there's no, I believe that there's no one better or one worse way to like understand your sexual health and well-being and whether or not you pee your pants when you sneeze when you're old that's important not it, to do that too listen we're gonna pee our pants at some point just you know go with it True, go with it I, for sure for <laughs> sure and some all of right guys we are gonna take a break right? in a minute but keep I going gotta, i don't do want to break up this conversation that helps Right? Like, a, a gynecologist gave me some exercises to do just while I'm peeing. Uh, and my partners probably enjoy it when my pussy grabs onto their cock when I'm coming. Okay. Right? But, but, but you gotta know your, you gotta know your partner's pussy, right? I, well, I, I know every little nook and cranny of my lady. And, and speaking of her cranny, I love it so much it actually has its own exit strategy. Uh, oh, you should. Just, just one sneeze and away I go. <laughs> it's done. So here's the thing, Monica, what you said is like our partners like it when we squeeze on. And this is this is the thing we've been taught. No, 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 I, not on purpose. I know what, what I'm saying personally. What I'm saying is it's actually when we relax and we drop into our pleasure so much more. And what I found through many years of research is like the relaxing brings more blood flow there that you don't have to tighten up. And actually your pleasure becomes more heightened and full body and extended. And then that if you're doing like we're talking like you know, traditional penis vagina stuff here, first of all. But this is for True. everybody who has a vulva who wants to actually experience, you know, um, superior experiences with any kind of penetration is research is found when you're more relaxed and there's blood flow coming into your vagina through engorgement of the bulbs of the clitoris and then the erectile tissue that's inside the vagina. There's no pressure sensitive nerve endings right in the vagina. So like as you're bringing the blood flow in there, I'm positive. How do you know? (laughs) Why does it feel so good when people give you G-spot Because there's nerve endings that are right behind the walls. There's, I mean, there's, it's just imagine. To me, it think about feels it. Think about special. this. If you, like G-spot stimulation sure. feels special. If, well, I'm not talking about, and I, know, I remember it in a different way in my body. When it's engorged, you can feel those nerve endings. But imagine if there were so many nerve endings in your vagina, women who are pushing out 10 pound babies. That's a, that fucking hurts. That shit hurts. So well, there's a, there was a plan okay, in our birth, biological. In our biological makeup that didn't put all those nerve endings inside the walls, but right behind so that like you could still have a lot of pleasure. You could have pleasure without all the pain wrapped without up all the into, pain, right? right? And so years of, you know, my own research and researching the interior points of my vagina too. Like, you know, I can feel like the bulbs when I'm relaxed, the bulbs in my clitoris engorging and, and they're right by what is the G spot, you know, the commercialized point. And I think it's, it's all good. This, this is like the, you know, one of those questions like clitoral or G spot orgasms better. No, it's oh, not it, a better. It's what you exactly. Like. Well, that's what, what I'm you, saying. It's, it's for me, it's like, it's all 
yummy. Like it's okay. most people it's aren't even right? most people aren't even looking at their genitals. <laughs> so we, I mean, we'll look at we'll we'll avoid looking at our genitals. People aren't even confronting, you know, the very basics of checking their stuff out. You know, and most people and seeing what really happens yeah. as you do engorge, right? I think there's this idea that like, oh, the thing down there that tightens is the specific sphincter that is the introitus, right? The vagina, the vajayjay. But there's so much more musculature down oh, there. Oh, absolutely. There's so your much more stuff going, really... and not just your pelvic floor. Everything in the whole lower area, right? Yeah. Like it all comes together. And when you do really engorge, it isn't just at that opening spot. It's into the oh, yeah. whole interior Absolutely. of mm-hmm. your body which brings and your labia sensitivity open to, and yeah. everything and gets puffy and you know, deep and big. Yeah, you engorge inside but you know people think that the opening is supposed to be tight and it's like actually when Come it to your opens up when it opens up you know the introitus starts to unfold it's like there's so there's so much more available sensation inside to be had you know there's it might feel good like here but then you're, you have a, a wiggling thing inside of you no, I'm just, I'm just, I'm listening intensely. I just want to make sure we're gonna, we want to make sure we take a little break because we want to get to Elise on mm-hmm. the phone, really. Yeah. So let's take yes, a small factor. break. We're still here again. Make sure to get your tickets to Too Much Woman. You can get your tickets today at bitly.com forward slash Too Much Woman SF and make sure to do it because all these things and much, much more, right? So it's a two day event. Yep, two days, two June day 8th event, and 9th. June 8th and 9th, Too Much Woman SF at the El Cazar Theater and on Sunday at the General Assembly SF. All right, guys, here's a little bit of comedy, and we're just going to dive right in, and we'll be back right after this with Elise, I believe. Absolutely, with Sexploration with Monica and The Edge of Insanity. The moment in time that I believe that we completely lost our minds occurred in January of 1998. I was watching CNN when it occurred. It was 9 o'clock in the morning, and they announced that the President of the United States may or may not have had oral sex with a 21-year-old in the White House, and that that, and now I'm quoting, wasn't the bad news. And I hadn't, I hadn't had coffee, but I thought, that's pretty bad news. How could that not be bad news? How could that not be bad news? What else did he do? Did he break into the zoo and blow an elephant? (laughs) And they said, no. The president may have made the young girl lie. Oh, how horrible. Made her lie? That's still not the bad news, you idiots, because in order to make her lie first, he would have had to take his penis out of her mouth. And the next day, and this is how I know we completely snapped, a discussion began that was so psychotic in nature I could not believe it. And it went on for months. And the discussion was, is oral sex adultery? And I thought, when did that go up for grabs? How did I miss that? God, where was I when the principal said, it's Friday and we'll be having fish sticks. And when the weekend coming, remember guys, blowjobs don't count. Oral sex has to be adultery, or I spend a lot of money in therapy for nothing. Is oral sex adultery? Yes. That's the end of the fucking argument. There's nothing to discuss. If curling is an Olympic sport, 
<laughs> then oral sex is adultery. And oral sex should be an Olympic sport. I would like to see that. Ice skating, then blowjobs. I certainly would stay through whatever commercials they had. I think oral sex should be an Olympic sport because it's harder than curling ever has been. And if you're any good at it, you deserve a medal. Back on the edge of insanity as well as... Sexploration with Monica. And we've got... We're really excited to have our next guest on the show. Do it a phoner. Apostolos of S-Factor, and she's does like amazing workouts on the pole and she's so strong and so graceful yeah I'm she's really also the owner of the premier the dance studio pole dance studio in santa cruz california it's steel and grace let's give it up for elise apostolos everybody give it up for elise how you doing Welcome to the show. Hi there, Paul and Monica. Thank you so much for having me here today. Well, thanks for being had. There you go. <laughs> Glad you're being heard. There you go. So how's it going? Are you on the other side of the hill from us now? I am. I'm in Santa Cruz on a rainy day, and we just had our first student showcase and our one-year anniversary party last night at Steel and Grace, and it was amazing. Well, congratulations. congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Our students put together some beautiful routines and got to show their sexy moves and their fitness moves and all their skills, and we had a great time. Cool. We were talking about the many benefits of pole dancing, everything from lowering your heart rate to the exercise to maybe even enriching your own sensuality. love life and sensuality, well, right? Well, just your own physical expression of your body. It's true. You know, I stumbled onto pole dancing. I didn't really think, hey, I want to check out pole dancing. Mm-hmm. A friend of mine said, oh, you haven't tried this S factor yet? Just go. You're going to love it. And I went and I took a class and I have to say, honestly, I was like, I'm not sure this is a little sexual for me. <laughs> I was like watching these you women didn't on the pole. You didn't feel safe doing it. Uh, yeah, I had all this stigma and all this mm-hmm. conditioning in my body, but I did that two-hour class, and when I got on the other side of it, I felt different than I'd ever felt in my body. And I'm a dancer. I have a background in dance and theater, and I was like, well, I don't know what this is, but I am in, and I just didn't stop. I loved it so much. And, and it's such a great workout. It's an incredible workout. I'm in my 40s. I'm in better shape than I've ever been in, and it's not just the physical shape. It's emotional shape as well. It just helped me to connect to places in my body and places in my sensuality and my emotional landscape that I just really hadn't had access to. And in the process of kind of unearthing and rediscovering the fullness of who I am, I realized that there were areas that I had, you know, really been shut down. And this has been a pathway for me to really open more fully into that. It's been an incredible gift. Now, being a dancer before even doing pole dancing and connecting with your body that way. You know, as a dancer, you, you're always connected with yourself and your being, and it's very definitely arts, right? So you're definitely connected with yourself and your emotions and stuff. But like you said, after doing that, after going to S-Factor, it brought you even more connected. Was that because of the vulnerability part where you have to almost really drop when you're dancing for someone else, you're dancing someone else's choreography or you're doing something else. It's oh. a little bit different, right? When you're singing, you, sure. when you're a singer and you're singing a cover song, it's a lot different when you're singing your own song, your own song, your right? Own music, it's your true. Own emotion. It's true. 
Well, there were a couple pieces involved in that for me. One was this was the first dance class I'd ever taken where the lights were dim, there weren't mirrors, and I actually wasn't thinking about what I was supposed to do. I was being guided into uh, discovering what I wanted to do. So, so my it was about body what you were feeling. was being given a chance to just have, like, my own full expression in my own way. And I don't think I'd ever been taught to dance for me. I'd been taught to dance for oh. developing a skill set. Right. Now, of course, in S-Factor, we're, we're developing lots of skills as well. But it's through this avenue of, like, maybe your body's really going to like this language. Let's try on this move and let's try on that move. So that was one piece that was really liberating for me. And the other was that, you know, in S Factor, we really are acknowledging that as women, we're incredibly sexual and sensual beings. And there aren't a lot of places in the world where we have the chance and the opportunity and the safety to get to turn that dial up and really explore what that is for us. And that was probably the biggest liberation for me because I, as a dancer, had been taught how to not be sexual so that I wasn't going to be objectified from my body. And this was like, well, I'm, no one's really watching me. This is for me and this feels good to me. And hey, I like this. <laughs> so yeah. that is the two pieces of it that really supported me in opening up more fully. So tell us more about S factor. What does S factor mean? What does the S stand for? Mm. Sensuality? So we, we say that the S stands for the shape of a woman's body when she's relaxed into her curves. Because we have these amazing, sensual, round bodies, and we're taught to kind of keep it in a box and don't shake those hips and don't let your breath pop out too much. So the S originally was was designed to stand for that, the shape of a woman's body and her curve. Of course, it can mean sexy, sensual, sassy, all the things, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And S-Factor was created by Sheila Kelly. She's my mentor, and she created it about 17 years ago after being casted in a film in the role of a stripper and going to train with strippers in a strip club and in her process of getting ready for this film, really discovering many of the same things. She's a professional dancer, and then she had to open up to that. Exactly. Exactly. Cool. So 17 years later, it's international. I'm one of a handful of licensed and certified teachers that teaches around the country. I was inspired to open Steel and Grace to combine S Factor with Pole Fitness. So now we've got a whole array of offerings here in Santa Cruz. Oh, cool. Elise is not only a colleague, but she has been uh, one of my mentors in S Factor. And I can tell you, I was very stubborn with this idea of being this like strong woman feminist and getting up on the pole, you know, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was resistant. And I, you know, even though I, Oh, you're saying that you were resisting. Yeah. Up on the because because there's so much taboo like, and it was oh really, God, it was actually Elise who, too sh- right. Too sexual, too. Well, I'm, too I'm suggestive, a, right. And as somebody who's slutty. already, I'm already too slutty and too suggestive you're and like, all these oh, things. No. And Being I still, I still much. had a, I, Still, well, that's what culture no, says. I, I think it's my yeah, gift in being, you know, I'm too Lucia, and that's awesome. And it was actually Elise who brought me into, um, you know, this awareness around being able to express myself 
in uh, such a lovely way that made made it so much fun and you know holding that and this is this piece around um, too much woman this like spirituality the sacredness you know that we often try to compartmentalize somewhere else away from sexuality but it's all really connected is what I found and mm, Elise amen. is oh she does hey, thank woman. you Elise you do such an amazing you have a gift of being able to support and hold women in exactly the space they are no matter if I'm a colleague or not you know a sex educator here I can like really I was able to like release some of the deepest pieces of uh, my emotionality and range of expression in my sexuality in a very sacred safe space and there's this piece that Elise brought up that rings true for me through the whole too much woman movement is that who does this feel good to, right? Who am I doing this for? And right. that's when it's dancing. That's it for when me. you're having sex. That's when you're getting dressed. Right. How do you actually right. feel sexy? How do you feel sexy? Right. Not how does your partner think you look, yeah. right? There's the, a difference. Like, what right. feels good to us? What feels that's good a, to my body right yeah. now in the moment. Yeah. Well, and then as a woman, <laughs> as a woman, <laughs> how do you express yourself Especially in today's business world. I know at least has to do, deal with that a lot. You should be able to express yourself freely and not feel stifled, right? And you should be able to... Or ex- stigmatize. Right, or stigmatize. But, but you should be able to strike out and find your own. Right. right. And yeah. so as what I do, I, this is Isaac, I'm a holistic people groomer, right? There's this reality that we have in the world that we need to show up and be seen. And it's super tricky for women. And there's all this pressure to look a certain way in the business world, look like a, you know, a power, you have to wear hum- right? You got to wear a certain thing, mm-hmm. right? All these rules and regulations, but those are breaking down very quickly. I mean, mm-hmm. we're in San Francisco, California, like my clients don't need to follow gender norms anymore. It's just not true. But we still, whether we follow the gender norms or not, need to think about what actually feels good to us and what actually feels empowering to us Mm -hmm. and how I actually like to show up. It's individual for everyone. Well, and it's funny. We're finding ourselves retraining society, (laughs) right? Do you find that in every age group? Absolutely. At least the millennials and the centennials are hip to it. But, you know, anybody above 50 and stuff, we really have to sit them down (laughs) and break the news to them about gender norms and fluidity and stuff like that. They are are sitting us old fogies down and telling us what's what. I had a wicked little wonderful 13 year old say to me the other day you know izzy all these grown-ups say it's just so hard to use they and them it's so hard it's really hard for me but you know what there's actually hard stuff in the world and that ain't it Right. No, I agree right? with it. But we're having to retrain them. We're having wow. to, you know, to she be Yoda. She read my from- ass, girl. She read me. I well, was like, you are right. You're right. There is a lot harder things to deal with, but we're having to tell them, by the way, I, we know you'd never had to think about this before, but guess what? Now you do. You have to, you know, if you want to play Yoda from Star Wars, you know, you have to learn what you, you unlearn what you've learned. Right. And, and kind of realize, oh, um, Things do change. I need to change with these times. Well, and I think that's one of the things that reinvents our sexuality over and over again throughout our lifetime. As we deepen into our own ability to sense our bodies and what feels sexy to us, as we are learning more about our sexuality, I don't think it is true that... How you are as a young adult is the way that you're going to, the way that you experience the missionary position when you're 19 
is not the way you're going to experience the missionary position when you're 29 or when you're 39 or when you're 49. I mean, the way that you are expressing your sexuality totally changes throughout your lifetime. Whatever position you're in, and there's an infinite number of positions, I don't think it's limited. And I think it's only limited by your imagination. I mean, yes, read the Karma Sutra and get more educated and really start to connect with your partner and learn more about your body and your sexual expression. And I think that's one of the things that it inspires me about your practice, Lucia, is that, you know, you're constantly researching and learning both out in the world, mm-hmm. reading some sex ed and pleasure ed stuff, but then also like doing the research inside your own body. And what does it feel mm. like when I really relax? And can I relax more? And can I experience, you know, more sensation when I relax more? And absolutely, I will say that when I have done some meditation practices of self-pleasuring and I focus on relaxing more, absolutely, I will come in a more pleasurable way. And yes, I do like orgasms that like rip through my body and make me all like... Whoa! What the heck was that? You know, I I, I say I say you, you want I want to say just because I relax I and I have full body orgasm doesn't mean that I like to like just do that. freaking have a mind blowing right. climax. I got to tell you, it's all it good, is all right? good. It's this, all good. This is all good, and I think I love what you're saying, Monica. I, one of the reasons I I follow this path is is truly my own self-exploration has been the guiding force. You know, some people are meant to be botanists, some people bankers. Being a, an instigator for other other people to say yes to having more fun, whatever, the, in, in, inside and outside the bedroom, I think that's, a, that's an honorable thing to be. When it comes to like having conversations, I talk pretty freely and openly. A lot of times professionals... They hesitate in talking about their own sex lives, but oh, I, I think it's really important because, yeah. you know, hey, you know, they being vulnerable and being judged as a slut, not that fun. You know, I all these things like talking about abortion, talking about you know STIs, talking about like multiple sex partners, talking about changing relationships, not all these that's things socially acceptable. And not yet. that no, and so you know, I I think as I get older, you know, my path, I'm in my mid forties now. It's like, I just don't have those hangups as much talking about like whether or not I'm having multiple partners. A woman. Uh, I don't have those hangups talking about like what kind of birth control I use. I don't have any of it's those hangups talking about like partner to know, how my, right? Yes. With, uh, you know, with my partner and also with other women. And not being afraid. And not being and, and, afraid. And it's not necessarily the times we live in. It's not necessarily the times we live in either. Because, you know, if you reach back 10 years ago, AIDS was much more prevalent and much more scarier. And yeah, STDs were... the drugs to treat it. Right. Mm-hmm. And stuff like that. So it's not just that. It's just you've come into your own and that you've matured and that you've morphed. I have morphed. You know, one of my, the most inspiring, well, we, all we all change well, throughout our lifetime. I remember being 12 years old and listening to Dr. Ruth Westheimer, who was like the first, 
woman who actually spoke on radio and I would listen in on my clock radio late at night and I, she was the first person I ever heard say the word clitoris and I was like what the hell is that what is the clitoris I, I know about that was so thrilled I listened to her so faithfully and she just has a movie that came out well, I don't know if it's just uh, it's called Ask Dr. Ruth is a documentary and it solidified that when she did this she was on the cutting edge and it was all by happenstance you know she wanted she spoke to thousands of people what was supposed to be taboo suddenly actually became a real people were calling in from around the country wanting to talk about something that nobody talked about Mm -hmm. and she could do it because she had actually experienced all these things she had experienced divorce she'd experienced being a holocaust survivor she'd experienced learning about sexuality in a very vulnerable space she had experienced you know being a mother she'd experienced like losing her parents and i i saw that movie and just reminded me that it's not the things that we hide from others that people remember us by it's the things that we are scared to say the shit that that we all think about but nobody wants to talk about and that's me i want to talk about like and okay once you start talking I talk about, about that it, it empowers you totally you get more brave you're like oh wait i just talked about female ejaculation and my friends still think i'm great yeah okay i'm going to say more about something i'm going to be more open about this i'm uh-huh. going to say what i'm really thinking and feeling and i'm going to say vulva on right. the radio and- not a bad word. You know, this whole idea of Tmi, right? I don't think that's helpful. It's, it's not. Not, not enough so information. Enough. Why are you, you know, trying to suppress more. someone else's? I'm sorry, go okay, ahead, Elise. Yeah, I just want to chime in here because I love what we're talking about. It, it, what it does is it gives permission because part of why we don't talk about it is because there hasn't been space to talk about it. And the more we start speaking up and the more we start saying, oh, yeah, you can ejaculate, too. It's not just like one woman can and five can't. Like every right. woman can ejaculate. And let's teach you more about your body so mm-hmm. you can learn how to experience that or whatever else it is that the topic is, is it just starts to chip away at the mindset that people have that that's taboo, that I have to be isolated and alone in my mm-hmm. sexuality, I have to and be isolated have and alone in my pleasure and my desire, mm-hmm. all of those things. It just starts to give more permission and more permission. And that's why, you know, the work that Lucia is doing and I do similar work, I feel like this education piece is so important. Mm-hmm. And when we can come with our own vulnerability and our own stories, it just kind of, everyone just kind of goes, Oh, you too? Okay, good. Let's oh, dive in more. And I think that's how this. we're making ripples of change right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I'm glad that you that women have a crusader, someone like you, Elise, and all these other women in this room, and even people like Dr. Ruth. She's and 90 years like old and still spinning 92. the 92. <laughs> I figured, yeah, it's so good to have elders, isn't it? Wonderful. She's slinging the truth, that girl. Oh, Let her go, so happy man. About that. So, Elise, I wanted to ask you about your presentation, your workshop at Too Much Woman. I'm just interested, and I want to hear about what you'll be teaching. Yeah, I'm going to be teaching kind of a traditional S factor class, and what that looks like is a really luscious, slow, almost meditative super yummy (laughs) warm-up. And in that warm-up, I guide women into moving their bodies in ways that we normally don't. 
that curve of your hip, that arch of your back when you pop your ass out, the little tilt of your shoulder and the lift of your chest, all those places that we've been taught are the over-sexualized parts of our bodies that we shut down for safety in the or world. Or that we're like, oh, I don't want to tapping put my... into that. Right. You don't want to be judged. You don't want to be slut-shamed. You're exactly. like trying to be subtle. <laughs> Yeah. And so, and there's power in that, right? Like I remember walking by myself at 11 o'clock at night in San Francisco going, is this smart for me to be doing this? I like, I assessed the three blocks I had to walk and I'm like, I think I'm good. And I'm going to choose to turn my body's dial down right now because I want to, because I think that's a safe choice to make. I'm not going to let my ass shake too much right now, but that's more of a conscious decision empowered choice for my safety versus not knowing that I have access to those parts in my body. So that's a lot of what this work is about, is inviting women in to finding the fullness of how their body can move and express and where you find pleasure and where your desire lives and how to let that ripple through with movement. So we're going to play with that. I'm going to have two of my poles there with me as well. So I'm definitely going to teach some fun beginning pole moves just so women can get on the poles and be like, hey, do I like this? What's this feel like for my body? And we're going to just play, have a good time with exploring that. Pole dancing is so, such a good workout and so challenging. It's amazing. And really slowing it down and like making that look good is so, you guys are professional, phenomenal dancers. It's amazing. (laughs) Thank you. Well, here's what I found. If it feels good to whoever's doing it, that's what looks good. Yeah. It's really cool. Someone in their pleasure looks really good to the outside eye. If anyone's watching. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and something that really resonated with me as a belly dancer is that these artistic expressions, these ways of dancing and moving our bodies, these are at their core feminist expressions. It's a way that women empower themselves. They're learning more about their bodies. They're being free in their way of moving and really thinking about how does it feel when I move like this and can I slow my movement down, really developing a practice of belly dancing, of pole dancing, of all of these kinds of sexuality influenced expressions. It's an art form and it's a feminist art form. And that's what I really appreciate it about it because it's not just for men, right? It's about, Mm -hmm. it's for you. It's for right. you to express your own. It feels really good to do. Also right? that. It just freaking I, feels I good. Women, yeah. I teach women how to do strip teases and lap dances, and I've only ever given one lap dance ever. <laughs> right. I might you not only do it for somebody. fun with That's your partner, about, maybe every yeah. now and then. And it's for you, yeah. it's not for him. You don't have to do it. It's right. just it's a beautiful for... gift if you choose to. But... Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, it is quite a gift because you want to make sure that in the context of your relationship, it's all like understood and it's not an expectation that you have to be a particular way. It's about you connecting with your partner and maybe it's a special occasion like their birthday or something. It's just a way for you to spice things up rather than you have to do it because this is your way of working on the relationship or something. Mm-hmm. There's other things to do, right? Communicate, for instance. Tell but this intention you're talking about, right? This is like true in every area that every little thing we do, right? What's our intention? Does it feel good to do? Who are we really doing this for, right? Like it can be sex. It can be getting dressed. It can be dancing. It can be anything that all of us are talking about. Mm-hmm. Who are we doing it for? You Does have it- to do it all for yourself, girl. Mm. It's all you. Hallelujah. Unless you want to follow the rest of the lemmings. 
Yeah. And what they're doing because well, they're just doing whatever, right? They're not. Isn't authenticity so nourishing at some point? You're like, <laughs> wow, I get to be who I really am. I get to express myself. I know people know who I am because I'm not hiding who I am. And then right. the energy just starts flowing more oh, and more. Absolutely. You get a taste. You yeah. can't go back. I know. You don't want to go back in your box that no, you created that, for yourself in your mind? And no. quite honestly, that's where you really find yourself. Right. That's where you really in go. Box. No, outside your box, dear. Although there's another box we could <laughs> I, I, I find you within I your box. To I beg to differ, <laughs> Mr. Paul. We'll talk about Pandora's box after this. All right? but, yeah. Well, let's just go ahead and open it now. <laughs> I'll disappear for a moment. Let me go downstairs for a no, moment. No, 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 no. See, that's the thing. We don't want you to disappear. We want you to hold space. Come out and play. Come out and play. Well, it's this good. Is that's good. Why, that's yeah. actually why I have the bald spot up here. You ladies can do your uh, makeup and, and hair at oh, the same the time while I'm down there. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. It's just a, I'm sorry. It's just another service I provide. <laughs> I'm all about you ladies. I'm here for you ladies. Well, that's what I really appreciate yeah, you about, and your show. You're just... You're such a feminist, Paul. I'm it's so just accommodating. Magical. No, no, no. It's, I mean, yes, you love to crack jokes and even mm-hmm. ones that are a little bit inappropriate. Yes. And, you know, you want to like <laughs> really go for the humor and that's wonderful. It's so juicy. But the, the other thing that I love about you is you're like a real feminist and you really care about women expressing themselves. And, I care about human so beings great. expressing themselves. Mm, and guess yeah. what? You are human beings, like we said that what? earlier, didn't we? No way. So uh, I've been listening. Little listen- old I've been- me. I've been listening. Yeah, yeah. I've been listening, ladies. I've been listening. But no, well, thank you. I'll take that and just and keep moving on because it's really about you, ladies, and, and how you guys are finding yourself and expressing yourself. Yeah, that's what too much woman is about. Yeah, Kevin. you mean right. us women? For sure. Us women. Us women. I'm, I'm you circle, guys, yes, I'm included. I'm included in on this. Well, I'm there's sorry. Male energy and female energy in all of us. I know. And, it's and true. There's a, express that. It's true. There's a range. Right How us? do you yeah. express your full range, Monica? I think it's important to do things for yourself. I agree. Tell, you know, tell us more. I, I love to do my gardening. I love to lift things over my head. I have a lot of masculine and feminine because my mother wanted a little girl and my dad wanted a little boy. And they both raised me with a very even mix of feminine and masculine stuff. I got to do woodwork and snowmobiling and... I gutted a moose, you know, like I've, you know, I'm Sexy. like, really, I, I love it. I, I, I've, I've cleaned, I've cleaned pig intestines. I totally get it. Exactly. So you're not like yeah. freaked out or squicked out. You have a better access to the fullness of what's possible for you. If you're not like freaked out and afraid and you think that's gross or you think it's not feminine enough. I mean, certainly there was a time where I was a very religious person and thought, oh, well, I shouldn't wear pants because pants are not ladylike. If there's something that you can't do in a skirt, then you shouldn't be doing it as a lady is what I believed. And and then I was like, wait a minute. And also there was this piece about me being ashamed of my body because pants are too close to your skin. Like they're Mm. too, you know, people might see your butt and that's bad. And they would see the fullness of your hips and that's bad. Never had that problem. I wanted to hide. I have no butt, no hips. Right? (laughs) 
Sorry. Oh, Paul, you're lovely. Like we're here. Rainbow. We're here. I was like, you know, I need to wear skirts because right. that's easy access. Well, there's all these beliefs that we have about, you know, what sexuality. Maybe we have met be. before. I certainly have thought that too. Like, actually, um, something that happened for me when I was young is I learned the hard way that um, you shouldn't wear skirts on dates. Because if you give guys easy access, mm-hmm. you it will be difficult for you to say no because they, you know, you have to fight more. You have to be like mm. fending off their advances physically rather than just not taking off your this pants. This is so interesting. This is one of the reasons why I think what Elise does is so important. It's like, because I know having a firsthand experience of when we're dancing, we're wearing we can put a tire on that has a full range of like that helps us and supports us to express this emotionality. And I think a lot of, uh, I remember very vividly, like there's times when I want to get a little bit more and, you know, when we're talking about the erotic creatures, it's like, I, there's times where I, I've resisted that like ultra, like sexy, person in in pole dancing class for some reason like you were resisting a particular you, sexual archetype right is that what you're yes exactly and i think that a lot of what you're saying is relatable to this like the idea of like the mini skirts and having in makeup you know mm-hmm. it's like that somehow i um i was trained to believe that you know, a woman, a girl who wears makeup and short skirts and that I'm asking for it or that. I know. And that people are like, oh, well, it's okay if we rape you because clearly. And I think what has, you know, reminded me uh, doing, oh, a, doing a red reminded dress. me doing S factor was like, wait, this feels so good. Like I almost retrained my whole brain into remembering how pleasurable it is to have that um, full range of like ravenous sex goddess you know right. like i love that I, amen a woman yeah i mean that's it, it if you're any size and any oh, yeah. age and you can really fully express yourself not sexually to another person but sensually to right. and for yourself absolutely and you know and the, the you know relating it to too much woman like people are like oh how does all this stuff relate to like women leaders <laughs> how does it relate to leadership and to being a successful leader in using your voice in our society, you know, quite honestly, it's like when you're embodied in this full range of expression, when you're embodied in all the pieces inside and outside, then you can actually show up exactly as who you are and that energy, whether you, maybe you're not going to be like in a thong with, you know, at a business conference, but (laughs) some of you depends on on what business actually just had this great conversation with somebody's like, Oh yeah, they're totally naked right now at a conference. (laughs) And I was like, this is great. But it's when you're like in the in the boardroom. I know Elise used to be in corporate America. Like, yeah, I want to chime in I, on this one. Yeah, <laughs> please, Elise. I'm I'm feeling you. You know what I'm saying, though. Like, embodying. Yeah. Uh, talk about that energy. You guys were talking about how you were brought up mm-hmm. in terms of like dress and clothing, and mm-hmm. I I actually was brought up in a very feminist household. I have a family of all women. Somehow mm-hmm. they had partners had female babies and then left their partners. And like, literally I grew up with all women and I grew up in the feminist era where women were learning how to be seen as equal by putting the masculine on. So right. mom wore the really yeah, the power business suit. suits and mm-hmm. worked her way up the corporate ladder. So for me, I actually have been on a journey to discover my feminine and really feel the power and the beauty that lives in 
not wearing the masculine on the outside. So that's, you know, X-Factor was largely a part of that for me. just gave me a lot of permission to not have to be wearing that masculine mask and all that kind of armor and energy on the outside and be like, hey, actually, we're not the same, but we're equally as powerful. Like, I'm a woman. You're a man. You have those amazing masculine gifts. I have these amazing feminine gifts. Of course, we all have levels of we all of all it. We all have masculine us, gifts and feminine gifts. Absolutely. Yeah, and we don't have to be the same. Actually, we really shouldn't mm-hmm. be the same. We get to be our unique selves, and there's equality Absolutely. within that. So. My journey was more of a coming back into my feminine and softening into the beauty and power that exists there. And as Lucia was mentioning, I did work in corporate America for about six years, and it was such the masculine hustle. Not that there's anything wrong with masculine energy. I, as a business owner, I run it all the time. I have to, right? <laughs> it's an important, beautiful skill set. Um, but for me, as a woman coming more into my essence as a woman, that was not nourishing for me. And so I have learned how to run my business where I get to bring both my masculine and my feminine to the table in my leadership and how I run my business and how I coach and mentor my clients. They created a program specifically for women entrepreneurs and business owners so that they could learn how to tap into their feminine genius and their feminine power and bring that into their work. So we get to really show up more authentically as women. Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I, I love say it. Yes. I say yes too. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I like it, anything. Everything we do. <laughs> I like everything that breaks down social norms. Yeah. Right? And, I yeah. think as soon as we get locked in, we start thinking, okay, a girl's got to be a girl, a boy's got to be a boy. Right. Um, you, like you said, we all share. It with, I'm so feminine that you were just talking about, I'm such a feminist. The first, I still, I'm still stuck on, ew. A moose? Gutted a moose? Oh, yeah. Right? So <laughs> that's me. Hello. I'm six foot six, 220 pounds. I'm, yeah, you would be you a good tiny adventure. little, pretty little you, Monica, and you gutted a moose. Oh, yeah. Now, Stand I know back, the, girl. You, you can pull the heart out of a fish, oh, and it Jesus. will continue to beat in your hand for like five minutes. I'm feeling faint. It's amazing. Isaac, the girl, help me save me. <laughs> you are beyond saving me. You're going to be fine. You know it. You can see it beyond. in my eyes, the deadness, like a Dark. All right, good. <laughs> Let's yeah, move yeah, on. Okay. But that's what it is, isn't it? I mean, we are kind of just doing what we do. Well, and what's really beautiful, I think, about the transgender movement and the non-binary gender movement, all these people who gender are brave fluidity. enough to say, you know, don't call me a she, don't call me a he, right. I'm a they or them. It's about whatever I feel like looking in the moment, and that can change from day to day, like literally throwing off the binary patriarchy, like you have to fit in this box to be a successful human being. And I just love like how it challenges us, because it's hard for me too sometimes to be like, oh, you're wearing makeup and you're really pretty, and I'm supposed to call you a they. And of course, I'm doing it on the radio and I'm thinking about all these other things too, like what's their website and what's their blah, blah, blah. But also like, which pronoun do I use? And it well, is that, hard. Well, that's what I was thinking. But you, like making that effort. You know? And I don't care if we get to the point in 10 years from now where I have to fill out an application for yeah. a job, right? Yeah. And that the first page is your name and then it gets down to gender instead of just male, female. It's the 
the entire rest of the first page. <laughs> yeah. Pick your appro- pick all that applies. Right. Sure. Yeah. Or right? you could have three. That would be really great. Or, I think we go three. Or don't even easy. fucking ask me. None of your fucking business. Oh, wouldn't right. that, that be nice? That's the real step right yeah. there. Right? Yeah. Just yeah. get yeah. the fuck have off to my be cloud. So much in institutionalized sexism because they just wouldn't know. Well, and then they look at your name and all the blah. Unless and the picture and blah, blah. Unless it's my sex worker application. Then I should really kind of share that kind of stuff because it's kind of relevant to the job. Uh, people could be it? more open-minded is there, it? too. Yeah. I think yeah, that's true. Yeah, they really could just, like, Well, they got to know what there. I do in the bedroom, too, right? Well, well do you know what you do in the bedroom? I mean, don't we do all kinds of thing. different stuff? I, right. I know all the drill. I turn off different. the lights first. There you go. Okay, that's <laughs> I'm just okay. kidding. That is your <laughs> style of sex work. Sure. It's like, all right, click. Let's start. I'm sorry. Body shaming myself. Well, I want to chime in on the on the gender conversation. Yes. May I pop in on this one? Ooh, pop Please. right in. <laughs> so I have been um, probably for the past three years struggling a little bit around the fact that my S-Factor classes are just for women and how much I really want to create a safe container for women to work with what's true for them and their bodies and not change that, but also not wanting there to be such an exclusive kind of exclusionary community. And part of the beauty of opening Steel and Grace is that we have multiple classes, we have multiple teachers, um, you know, there's expanding, we're expanding our reach to so many more people. And last night we had our one-year anniversary celebration and um, we have a handful of students who are non-binary, we have some male students, we have women students, and last night there were more men and non-binary people in the studio than there were women. And it was great conversations around everyone wanting to be able to explore their full range of expression within their gender and their sexuality and that feel and grace is a place that they feel like they can do that. And my heart just like exploded with gratitude that there's a space now for that. And I, I do still have classes just for women, but I've started offering all gendered S factor classes now. So anybody who wants to explore sensual movement in a more feminine way can come and do that. It's been really cool. Yeah, that yeah, sounds really okay, transformational. Cool. So, how do we do that? Do we go to steel or what do we do? Come to steel and Grace Santa Cruz. How could I forget the poll? Stealinggracepole.com. All right. <laughs> Can't forget the poll because it's just not the same. Pole dancing without the pole. Um, by the way, if you hear any construction in the background, we're actually um, installing a pole as we speak oh. here in the studio. So at least you feel at home when you yeah, actually make it in. We'll, we did not forget the pole. That's here. it. I'll be, I'll be shining the, the brass next time you're here. Exploration with Monica. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. So looking forward to that pole. We'll have some fun. Yeah. All right. There we no, go. I'm, I think I'm we should have. Well, Paul, you're going to come to too much woman, aren't you? Yes, to get I'm, up on the pole. I'm gonna. I'm going to do whatever I can, <laughs> but just have have a, an ambulance standing by. <laughs> That's all I've got to say. Oh, I'm gonna, girls. I'm going to swing. I just may fall. Oh. Swing from the chandelier. Uh, swing like Tarzan, baby. Swing like Tarzan. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. No, you got to live. You got to express yourself and feel. Like, what is going to feel good to you in that particular moment? I mean, I love the way that we, like, are constantly... That's what I love about being a sex educator and doing this show. And I imagine that you also, you know, you get to talk to a lot of different comics and get a lot of different ideas. And we get to open our minds more by being exposed to all these different experts and ideas and comics and different perspectives and way of looking at pleasure and gender and 
vulvas and everything else. Well, in this in this show is very special in a, in a lot of ways because being a comedian and being on stage, a lot of the time, our preferred method of communication is through words, through speech, right? Mm-hmm. We, some of it comes out organically and through body language and stuff like that. But we're talking about being really true to yourself, having it flow from your mind and out of your body. I mean, it's really, you guys are talking. Oh, yeah, you could get into more comedy, not just being about words. You could have physical comedy be part of your show. I don't want to be so restricted, as Lucia said. I don't want to be restricted. Yeah, don't be chance. You want to be relaxed. Oh, and that's a good way to let the energy flow too. You know, yeah. this is I true. Like, you know, I I often I have I have definitely shared with different performers of like how to actually become come to that place of, of embodiment. And I often I just say, listen, you know, really get in touch with your sexuality. It's like start to even before a show. I mean, masturbate, <laughs> like well, self pleasuring, yeah, self pleasuring to build sh- that connection to to your oh, knowing to your body, to your body. not like for somebody body else, somehow? but like get into your body. It's like people like want to restrict pleasure, but like when you know before I go on stage, oftentimes I speak a lot and I, I do a, I run workshops and events, and I just I do what I practice what I preach. You know, I talk to mm-hmm. you know people all the time about. You know, really dropping into um, owning their self-knowing, and the fastest way is to, for me is not necessary through you know mind meditation, but it's through like A my pussy touching meditation. touching eight thousand or four thousand nerve endings. I mean, that's going to reboot your whole system. Your whole body is going to like light up, and if and you're it really could be yeah, anything right, it, it could, could be, be anything. any kind of physical meditation, like yoga. It could be. I mean, not. I'm going to say, quite honestly, I'm talking. I, I'm talking specifically or touching minutes, your clitoris you know? for five minutes, or touching yeah. your cock for five minutes, or thinking about it. And I'm saying this because our culture is so easy to go towards, like go do yoga or go run or this is. And I do all those things too. Well, I'm just I'm saying, thinking of things that uh, you can do backstage. Oh yeah. You know well, I mean? oh, I have a whole. I put my hands down my pants that I do backstage. I do the same thing. I have a playlist and I have my favorite movements yeah. that I know will activate my body because what we're talking about Lucia is your we're talking about sexual and erotic energy which Absolutely. is like the most powerful energy that we have in our bodies so to tap into that and ignite that and have that be the chi that you're running not to like run sexual energy when you speak but for yourself to like get activated and yeah. then go and lead then you're like lit up and juicy and attractive and people are like oh what's she up to it like kind of pulls them in Absolutely. so I do a similar thing I have a playlist I happen to like really nasty music when I dance um, not to like go with the pole dancing stripper stereotype, but my body just happens to like really nasty music. So what, I have a great playlist. What's your favorite nasty and, song right now? Because I know we're going to go to break in a little bit, and I'm, I'm oh, curious if God. Paul can pick. I was going uh, <laughs> to say, Laser. maybe Paul will pick a nasty one. Laser with a Z, but it's really nasty. I don't know if you can even play it on the air. Oh, I can uh, yeah. <laughs> What's it, it called? It is. It's just like what Lucia is saying. Find your pleasure. Go into that sexual. Go into that erotic yeah. chi. And like, yeah, I have a whole. One time I went on stage and someone's like, "Oh, is your shirt on inside out?" It did happen once. <laughs> so I'm more careful now if I do that strip behind stage. I love it. I love. I mean, you know, I've done yoga. I've done meditation. I've done all those things behind stage. And I think it's if you're if you have any type of, of practice that you do, I think you should go with it because it's mm-hmm. yummy. Amen. All right. So what would everybody's playlist be? Isaac, the girl, what would be at the top of yours? What would be at the top of your playlist, girl? um, Well, we've just been talking about Iggy Pop a little bit. How about I Want to Be Your Dog? 
Okay, I want to be your dog. That's good. And Lucia, going over to you. What's your top here playlist for uh, your top. your nighttime sexual playlist? <laughs> I'm kind of old school, you know. I'm definitely more into putting her on oh, the spot. Shit. I'm putting her on the G spot. Look at her there now. Look up for it, girl. I'm definitely more like Marvin Gaye. You know, old school kind of stuff. You know, like sexual healing. <laughs> like sexual we had, healing. we had queued that up earlier. We had it queued up. Or Millie Vanilli. Uh, no, it's not Millie Vanilli. <laughs> I don't know. I want <laughs> you back. Know it's or true. What song are we talking about, girl? <laughs> But this is the thing, right? We're all so individual. What feels I good is... I want to sex you up. Uh-huh. And then we really know it's, oh, yeah. it's something else. No, whatever that I is. I'll be sure. You are, you are totally asking the wrong okay, person. So, but it, okay, but you're right. It's whatever lights your body up. Yeah. Right? yeah and also whatever... Well, I don't know. I'm one of those that it changes really dramatically every day, right? Like, you kind of got to feel that out. And again, mm-hmm. it's like feeling in what feels good right now to me. I'm allowed to change my mind. I'm allowed to be different than I was before. Like it's got to feel good in the moment. Sometimes I'm like a kingpin type of woman. Sometimes I'm like poom poom nani nani nani. Give me the you know like it Uh depends on like what I want in the moment. And then it's sometimes it's like you know Alicia Keys. Yeah, and sometimes it's the wet spots. Yes, get on the freeway to a three way rendezvous. Are we also Isaac? You should sing. Sing. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. <laughs> you mean you can't sing on demand? Come. The bar is not. It works like that. It actually does like that. work like that. Come, does, come on like a spot that. right here, right oh, yeah, there. She will. Well, you could. <laughs> I have. You, can, you know, a moment to like right. breathe I'm, and I do just, your She energy. said, "Come." I'm like, "Okay." What does that feel like? Feels good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. Hey, guys, don't. Okay, Elise, don't go away. Listeners, don't go away. I'm going to go around the table really quick. I want you guys to all to shout out your your favorite uh, like social media stuff. Isaac the Girl, how can we get a hold of you? I'm IsaacTheGirl.com. There you go, Isaac the Girl. Lucia. Yeah, you can visit me on Instagram at Luscious Lucia Pavone as well on Facebook. And you can also go to www.luscioussolelife.us. That's how you can get a hold of me. All right, Elise, how about you, dear? You can find me at eliseapostolos.com if you're interested in my mentorship and online programs. And then, of course, steelandgracepole.com if you want to come dance with me in Santa Cruz. I'm on Facebook and Instagram under both those as well, Elise Apostolos or Steel and Grace Pole. All right, there you go. And Monica, um, dear. Sexploration with Monica at sexplorationwithmonica.com. You can find us on iTunes, the Sex Talk Radio Network, at Sexploration on Twitter, and of course, all over all the other. It's just, I'm like a sociomedia path or something. It's just... I'm plastering all over the internet all the time. All right. And I know Brandon's out there. He's He's been eagerly waiting. Brandon. Brandon, how do we keep up with everything Brandon Ray? Yeah, Brandon Ray Brump on Facebook and Brandon's modeling page on Facebook. Ooh, there you, you go. you have a modeling page. Yeah, That's fun. Nah, then link page. And then every road, all roads lead back to paulbrumbaugh.com and the Edge of Insanity. Doesn't matter which social media outlet you're on, if it's Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Look for the edge of insanity. Get on the freeway to a three-way. Be a part of the juice. Get us on the face. Book. Ha <laughs> <laughs>
Sorry, this is why I'm here, folks. You're a comedian, right? Yes, we are. But we still got a lease out there somewhere over the hill in Never Never Land over there in uh, Santa Cruz. What's happening, girl? Are you still there? I'm here. All right, cool. You're just enjoying the ride, right? True. So, um, Elise from S Factor. I want to come back in with the real foundation of why we're here with Too Much Woman. You know, this this piece around why we've you know certain people are part of this incredible experience and why we've reached out to like Elise and and Isaac the girl and um, Michelle Miao and uh, Ab- Dr. Abiola Oladoki and Gina Renee in Santa Cruz, who's going to be you know supporting uh, us to empower our voices. Who's an amazing you know recording artist, and she actually speaking of movies, she sung the lead song for Mean Girls. Ever see that movie, Mean Girls? She sung. She actually sings Mean Girl. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. So this is part of why you're collecting all of these voices totally. for Too Much Woman. Totally coming up June 8th and June 9th in San Francisco. Going to be an amazing party. Mm-hmm. Two days of education and experts. Yeah. And, you know, um, I was just thinking the importance of something like this coming at this time, you know, let's just address it because I know we were talking politics. What's going on with our country is really fucked up. And I'm just going to say it just like sure, that. Sure, go for it, girl. Using our voices to start to shift the narrative around women's bodies, around women's choices. When you are holding doctors at a higher accountability rate than fucking rapist in this country something needs to change here the voices need to come up and too much woman it's not a man bashing kind of a deal this is really about understanding the importance now more than ever that all parts of who we are are so important to changing how culture and society views the feminine we're not like these like aggressive, we're going to eat you all up, man-hating human if we beings. Eat you, you're going to like it. Yeah, you're going to like it. We're soft and <laughs> we're the whole gamut. And so too much women couldn't have come at a better time. You know, the importance of rising up in that spirit, that full range of expression as leaders. Coming from? Whether we're mamas, entrepreneurs, we're in the office, we're musicians, we're dancers. This is why the, the range of who is going to be at this event and the range of uh, the diversity and not just, you know, cisgendered white women, you Mm -hmm. know, on a panel. Everyone is welcome. Everyone is welcome. If you identify as a woman or if you're an accomplice to uh, people who identify as uh, women, we want you out there. And this is, this is, uh, it takes quite honestly, it takes a village to change the narrative and rising up in that, in that juicy yumminess and that, that range of feminine spirit. Mm Mm-hmm. Is um, is important right now. I mean, especially with a rapist at the head of our country, someone who's known to have assaulted so many women. I mean, he literally went on the air and talked about how he would grab people non-consensually in the pussy. And yet he's still our president and he's setting policies and he's, you know, making things illegal like... Being an, an immigrant is illegal? Like, what is... Our country is founded on immigration. I, it's, the, it's the most... 
I could go on about how inhuman well, okay, I think so he is. Not, it's not only that he's still our president, he actually won the election after we found no, that He didn't really out. win the election. He and didn't really win it. And they, it was and the Russian interference. They've already already, they said they have over like 10,000 lies or misrepresentations out you, of his mouth since he's been elected. You should look at political fact and how much he just lies. Okay, but what do we do, right? Like, yeah, our president sucks ass. We know that, right? right? Like, he totally sucks. So, what we do is we come together and we be good friends to each other, right? Right. Absolutely. Well, we That's we don't response. change because he's a piece of shit. No, we don't. No, we don't. And even like as comedy as comedians, we had to change our attitude too. There's a lot of comics that are like shock and awe comics, but after he came out, he's the worst shock and awe. Yeah. You, there's nothing we can say on stage that's going to be more offensive than our uh, chump in chief is up to. Yeah. You know? No, it's yeah. time. It's like, you know, I, I'm you know. definitely of that place of like rise up in your potency. It's just time to kill him with kindness. You know, it's like right. if you want to shift and beauty, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. and authenticity. Yeah. Going and out friendship. there. Right. Going out there. There's a range of like how we're, we can change the narrative, the social constructs that are in place right now. And I really believe that there's people behind the scenes, people on the front lines using a voice comes at different ranges not everybody's going to be on the front lines with the sign not everybody's going to be you know uh, in in the political arena you know i know that like i have a i have a big voice and i and i definitely like to speak up uh, on different political issues but i know that that comes for me from this place of pleasure i'm like women people with vulvas actually get into get in tune and touch with the most potent part of your body that is your biggest voice that is a, that's from that place that is going to shift the collective consciousness all right, Amen. guys. Amen. There we go. So let's go around and make sure everybody's uh, good. I want to thank everybody for being a part of the show. I feel like such a small part as I'm here on my knees, you all. Oh, um, but you're so such a servant. Uh, on your knees is a good position. Such, exactly. I, I am a, a great place, right? Really great position. I have a great. I have a great perspective the on edge things today. Sanity, everyone. Oh. All right, thank you guys. I want to thank everybody that's been in studio. Brandon Ray, mistress that's been there ever so silent with just uh, kind of like uh, Kilroy. Yeah, eyebrow wiggling. She has kind of the Kilroy eyeballs. That's all I see is just part of her Kilroy going on over here. Isaac, the girl, uh, Lucia Pavone, my partner in crime. Exploration with Monica. And of course, Elise Apostolos. Thanks for coming on the show, Elise. Thank you so much. I look forward to seeing you guys at Too Much Woman. It's going to be an incredible event. Amen. All right, guys. June 8th and 9th in San Francisco. Hashtag Too Much Woman. And, of course, we'll be covering it, too. Oh, yeah. Too Much Woman SF. I'm sorry. I cut you off a little prematurely there. Absolutely, guys. Sorry. (laughs) That's okay. That's happened before. Yeah, I know. Hey, hey, wait now. A little premature? Not me. Uh All right. There's no premature in my All right. Thanks for joining the Edge of Insanity and Sexploration with Monica. Eventbrite for your tickets at the Alcazar Theater and General Assembly. Hashtag Too Much Woman SF or Luscious Lucia Pavone on Instagram. And as ever, you can always download free podcasts on iTunes or sexplorationwithmonica.com. Mm.